Whatever your thoughts or feelings, you are not alone. The new mother in the next street is probably feeling exactly the same thing as your lives mirror each other. Lights flicking on and off through the night as you're both up feeding your hungry babies. Postnatal facts of life. Everything aches. Giving birth puts a massive strain on your body and you'll discover aches and pains in muscles you never knew existed. Think about it this way. You might have been in labour for a couple of days, meaning your body was under constant strain for hours on end. Anything else resulting in that kind of impact and you'd have been in training for weeks. So is there any wonder you ache from head to toe? It will get better though, just in the same way that the aches and pains go away after a vigorous workout. You just need to get some rest and let your body recover. But that's easier said than done with a little one who needs round-the-clock attention. Try to watch your posture so that you don't end up with backache. I suffered with this quite badly with all of mine as I was permanently carrying and rocking. This takes its toll on your back, particularly when your core is still weak. If you're far enough into your recovery, have been given the all clear by your doctor and are experiencing back pain, try using a baby carrier or sling to spread the weight and free your arms. When I first had Harry, my eldest, I quickly discovered that I had no strength in my legs. When you have a baby, you suddenly have to do a lot of standing up from sitting or squatting position without using your hands because you're holding a child, so your thigh muscles can take a battering. The first time I really noticed it was at bath time. After I'd dressed Harry for bed on the bathroom floor and picked him up, I suddenly wondered how I'd ever managed to stand up. As with all these things, prevention is better than cure, so try and do a few strengthening exercises along the way to prepare your body. I did maternity yoga whilst pregnant with Belle, my middle baby, and Chester, my youngest, which I found to be a great but very gentle way of strengthening my body. Episiotomy and stitches Recovering from a difficult birth can be very traumatic for a new mother who already has so much to think about. Even if you didn't end up with any stitches, you'll undoubtedly be sore and swollen down there. But if you ended up with an episiotomy, a cut to the vagina to make more room for the baby to come through, or stitches after a tearing or cut, you will probably feel very sore. Paracetamol is safe to take whilst you're breastfeeding, so dose yourself up on that for the pain and bathe the area regularly with plain water to keep it clean. You can get specialist ring cushions to sit on, so there's no direct pressure on the painful area. Your stitches will dissolve within a couple of weeks, but to begin with, they will feel sore and itchy, particularly when you need to wee and the urine touches that area. You can pour water over the area when you urinate to ease the stinging sensation or use cooled pads to take away the itch. Leave off your underwear to stop any chafing and allow the area to heal. And don't, whatever you do, drink anything acidic. If anyone offers you a glass of orange juice after you've had your baby, politely decline. You'll thank me for it later. Postnatal bleeding. Having not had a period for nearly a year, you might have forgotten what it's like, but boy does Mother Nature know how to give you a reminder. As soon as you've given birth, you'll start bleeding. It's called lochia, which will be really heavy to begin with and you might feel gushes when you breastfeed as your womb contracts with your baby's sucking rhythm. Make sure you have plenty of maternity pads to hand, which are similar to heavy flow sanitary towels but more absorbent. These are essential for the first few weeks. The bleeding can continue for up to six weeks, turning from a heavy, bright red flow to a lighter brown flow. Don't use tampons until your six-week check. Your regular periods may start any time after that. Use sanitary towels and check them for any blood clots. It's quite normal to pass clots, 
but it's the size you need to monitor. Anything larger than a 50p should be kept to show to your midwife. Equally, if the blood flow doesn't show any signs of easing after a few weeks, or you notice a sudden change and that the bleeding suddenly becomes much heavier, then contact your GP. A rush of blood accompanied by dizziness and a fever can be symptomatic of an internal infection. This happened to me after having Harry. I took him for a walk a couple of weeks after bringing him home, suddenly felt a huge gush and knew immediately the maternity pad didn't stand a chance. I managed to make it to the nearest public toilets where I passed out. Luckily, Dan was with me and phoned an ambulance as I was hemorrhaging quite heavily and later discovered that I did indeed have an infection, which was very treatable with antibiotics. It was a scary moment for everyone involved, but it looked worse than it actually was. Post-caesarean care. I didn't have a caesarean section with any of my babies, so I've spoken to my sister.